You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. Fuck, do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank bus think they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small. What's up, drunk marks and drunk marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I just flew in from Pittsburgh, and boy, is my liver tired. <laughs> you couldn't have AI do that bit for you? <laughs> I could remember that one. I didn't need to use the AI for that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Thank you all very much for joining our episode, no matter what platform you are on. We are glad to have you all with us here while we get liquid courage into our system and talk the good word that is wrestling history with all of you. Uh, first off, please make sure that you head over to whatamaneuver.net so you can buy Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts like this one that covers up my titties nice and well Nicely. with a cool logo. Yeah. Yeah. Holds them in place well. Exactly. It really does. They're yeah. so shapely. Nice shirt or nice titties? Both. <laughs> either, either way. But, what was it uh, called that George Costanza's dad invented? A bro or something like that? Remember? <laughs> it was like for man boobs. Oh, we should start selling like those. That. I need to find that episode. But either way, you could get t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes that you may have. As you can see, Drunk Wrestling History logo, loud and proud on the chest. You could look like a true Drunk Wrestling Historian by do by going to whatamaneuver.net and buying a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Uh, Adam, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but rumor, word on the street is, that shirt gets you laid, dude. Can confirm. There you go. We have one confirmation. that That's good enough for me. Yep. Now everybody yep. go buy a fucking shirt. And get laid. And if it gets you laid, uh, tweet us and tell us about it. Send pics. At of wrestling the sh- underscore of the drunk shirt. on Twitter. Of the shirt or getting laid? Preferably both. <laughs> both. Wear the shirt while getting laid. Yeah, picture <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, also, in the meantime, what do you have to drink? I'm drinking one of my favorite beers, uh, the Chavo Guerrero beer that you got us. That uh, you got. I'm trying to put it on the camera. I'm going backwards. Um, the Chavo <laughs> beer. I'm going a little easy tonight. No liquor. No um, strong beers because I just did like seven days straight of drinking at Pittsburgh. Yeah, you made it and, clear um, that your liver is tired. It's tired. He's he, yeah. He's in bad shape right now. So he's taking uh, a beating. Yeah. He so drank he's getting Pittsburgh dry. Right, but a, but a Chavo beer like this, that's practically a night off for the for for the old liver. That's Los well, Guerreros from have, Alasta. Uh, I love when we have surprises that are unplanned because Eddie, much like you, I also am drinking a Los Guerreros. Thanks to Adam, because they are delicious. It's definitely my beer of choice. It's my go-to. It's like we're get... it's like we're sharing one drunk brain. <laughs> right, exactly. And I also hate when I get beer on the microphone, but at least I didn't piss on my mixer. Anyway, that only happened once, and I didn't piss on it. I spilled piss on it. I wasn't even going to go into detail, but. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So share- cheers to you guys. And Adam, thank you for the beer. You're welcome. Chaim. They share one brain like, uh, was it, in Pacific Rim. What, they shared one rim job? No. <laughs> no that r- that's rimming, rimming pros- a Pacific Islander? That's the pros... Dear Lord, man. Jimmy Snooker was so happy. <laughs> yeah, rimming Tamina. If, if you've watched Pacific Rim, you know what I mean. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've got some uh, Henry Weinhard's root beer, my favorite beer, root. And I'm pretty sure that one of you got this for me. So we're taking care of each other with uh, liquid courage today. Hmm. 
I don't think I got that for you. That must have been Eddie and Carissa. Either way, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Adam's happy, we're happy. So anyway, before we get into this, Adam, um, just really quickly, I want to thank uh, Putting You Over, who uh, was um, kind enough to put us on his Twitch stream tonight. So if you guys are watching us on Twitch and you've never heard the show before, we hope you enjoy it. Um, we basically do a goofy show. We we um, we do a lot of goofing on wrestling in general. Um, and we just, we drink, we have fun and talk about wrestling. It's kind of the idea of the show is um, if you're hanging out with your friends in a bar talking about wrestling, that's what it is. And we're going to do the show as normal. I just wanted to say hi to, the, to anybody on Twitch and to any of our regular listeners. If you want to go and watch this on Twitch so you can look at the three of us. Not that there's any reason for that. Why would but, you um, do that? But if you want to go check out the Twitch, we're there on putting you over. And um, that's really all I have to say about that. And I think we're ready to get into the episode. Let's do this. For this week's episode, we are having a round the table discussion about matches that we wish would have happened. Round two. Yes, this is round two because we recorded this about, I don't know, six weeks ago. And my track dropped out halfway through. And it ended up being an unusable episode. There was nothing we could do uh, to salvage it. And we're using StreamYard right now. This is our first time using StreamYard, and that records. So going forward, we'll hopefully have a backup recording from that. Yeah, it had nothing um, to do with you dropping piss on the mixer for that one. That was like a year ago. That was just a Or dropping a deuce on the mixer. And it's worked since then. So just covering all orifices. It had nothing to do with that. How dare you? But so yeah, we drop a deuce. So we 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 did record this one. We're doing it again because we thought it was a fun episode. Someone requested it. Now I don't remember who. So I was like, well, shit. We already did it. It was fun. We were honoring someone's request. So let's just go back and do it again. And uh, my list has changed. I kept mine the same. It was so good. Okay. Well, luckily, like you said, like I'm gonna love amnesia because I forgot uh, what either of your. I don't remember a single match with either of you guys' list. So it's gonna be like it's like gonna be like a brand new episode to me because my memory sucks. So, Perfect. Yeah, so there we go. Well, it doesn't, it, it helps that I didn't actually get to listen to the full episode, you know, because well, yeah, I was listening yeah, back. Yeah, cut off halfway. Right, I was yeah. listening back to edit it, and then it got cut off, and then I just stopped listening. So I only heard it the night we recorded, and I was drunk at the time. Right, so we're doing it all over again. Do it all Your over again. Your list is fresh. Mine and Adam's are going to be the same, but uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. And uh, to all our new listeners, uh, if you join us on this journey, you're going to hear this a lot. It's a drunk podcast. And buy a fucking shirt. Exactly. Please. FFS. All right. Uh, who's starting? Am I starting or one of you? Yes. Yours? I'm starting. Adam Adam goes first. I'm going to start off with... So this would... I would call him uh, when he was uh, still with uh, WWE. Alistair Black and The Undertaker. Yeah, because they were there for... Oh, you know what? We should say up front because I don't think we mentioned Wait. this. Um the concept of this is not fantasy booking. It's yeah. matches that no. could have happened but didn't. Realistically. So mm-hmm. We're two people who are in the same uh, territory or company at the same time. So you can't book Bruno Sammartino versus CM Punk. It's got to be something that there was a possibility of it having happened. Right. So, yeah, Alistair and Undertaker were in, the, in WWE for two years together? Yeah, about two years. Alistair for, was for a, cumulative. Yeah, Alistair had a match at 35. So Undertaker was still against there. Bobby Lashley. Is that? Well, I thought it was a tag match with Ricochet. Thirty. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking about thirty six. Yes, he was in that uh, four way tag with Ricochet. Yeah. Okay. And then he, I guess he was also at thirty six. How you remember anything from thirty six? I have no idea. So it could have been Alistair and Lou of AJ in the Boneyard match, right? Um. Yeah, I believe Alistair was yep. still around. So he was absolutely around. Taken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have been Taker's last match. And that yeah, could have been kind of cool. Easy book. Yeah. Adam, yeah, that would, I think that's a great call. That's an easy booking job right there. Yeah, I think you're right. That would actually have been pretty cool to put the two of them in a boneyard match. Yeah, I mean, Alistair would make more sense than AJ. AJ didn't really have anything to do with anything. Anything I mean, AJ was great. Or anything mystical. Yeah, and AJ's to, promos leading up to it were good and better than Alistair's would have been, I guess. But sure, they could sure. have done it in a totally different way. Alistair could have been like the, you know, um, supernatural type thing with it which could have been cool mm-hmm. that that's yeah. exactly like what really drew me towards this match i i saw it as like a passing of the torch of that supernatural character like we totally. know that undertaker is uh is 
very, very near the end, and Alistair is up and coming. Like, uh, Alistair is also established, like, he's more of an, he's an aerial fighter as well, very well grounded, if, when he has to, great strength, uh, on him. Uh, his gimmicks of either, like, just being tatted up and having, uh, that, le- like, leather vest, or when he has to do a promo in the ring, he could suit up. It just seemed like he found more of that dark style modern range that maybe the Undertaker had not been following. Not to say that that's wrong, because whatever all gimmicks that Undertaker has done have been perfect. It's just it just seemed like that good modernization of the Undertaker, and would have been a good passing of the torch between the two if they hooked up in the ring. Was that supposed to be Undertaker's last match, or did did it just kind of work out? That I way? think it kind of worked out that way. I, I think, think it worked in, out. Yeah. In his uh, in the last ride, I think he said that he did that and knew he was done. You know, got it. Like he wasn't. Okay. He didn't go into it necessarily thinking that. I think when you're him, you know, any match could be the last one. But I think he did okay. it and was like, "This was so cool. I'm going to cut it off here." But um, okay. it would have been kind of cool if Alistair, like you, like you said, Scott, if he like passed the torch to the next supernatural type character. Not that I. Wanted to see Alistair do any supernatural type shit, but he could have beaten him in his last match. Well, that's kind of where I was going with that is if they knew it was the last match, it probably makes sense to have AJ in there because I would say at that time, AJ's character was a lot more bulletproof than Alistair's was. Right. I don't know if Alistair's could have afforded a loss to The Undertaker. I mean, it probably could have. Yeah. But AJ, I guess in that sense, made a lot more sense in that match. So instead of Alistair taking a loss, because you're going to let Undertaker go on on top, of course. You have AJ take the pin or the loss instead of Alistair. So I guess the booking made sense, but it would have been way fucking cooler if it was Alistair in that match. Totally. I would, totally. I, could to- I could totally see uh, Undertaker beating Alistair, but still raising him up, showing him that respect, giving him that rub. Yeah. 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 That would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, really quickly before we get to the next one, I, um, and we'll figure out if you're going next or if I'm going next, Scott. Um, some, so I have the Twitch stream open on my phone just because I wanted to see kind of what it looked like and someone on there um and I'll stop I'll I'll stop it with the twitch after this because like I said we were going to do like a regular episode um that's on twitch not a twitch episode um someone asked like if we're about us um I think someone asked us I'm having a hard time following the chat but I'm also not paying that close attention about us chatting in the twitch and like shouldn't we be interacting with the twitch stream and um Yes, we probably should be, but um, I don't have Twitch open on the computer. It's only on my phone, and it would be a really, it would be a clusterfuck if I tried to do that. So we almost need like a moderator to be watching that, right? And then like shout out questions. (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe if we ever do it again, we could do that, something like that. I don't even have it open on my on my computer screen. So yeah, we're we're this is our first time doing this. We barely know what we're doing. Um, We're almost 150 episodes into the podcast, and we barely know what we're doing with that. So that's that's it for that. So uh, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? Uh, I'll jump in, actually, because I'm going to be piggybacking off of uh, Adam's last match that he had. Uh, but I'm going to get way more specific and say WrestleMania 31. Instead okay. of Triple H versus Sting and Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, I think we should have gotten the match that everybody wanted. That probably wouldn't have made a huge difference in WrestleMania 31's card other than huge dream match. Yeah, but we should have gotten Undertaker versus Sting. Yeah, I agree. Um, Undertaker or uh, Triple H and Sting made perfect sense, but that could have been Sting's second match. It, it, yes, exactly. And Bray and Undertaker was sort of a throwaway match. As much as it I love, as much as I love Bray, especially then, and especially the way they built it, like Undertaker didn't even show up till that night, if I remember right. Like it was, you weren't even well, sure. Yeah, he may have been like the raw before that he showed up. Something with Bray was calling him out and you didn't know if he was going to be there. Right. So, right. yeah, it really, the match almost became kind of an afterthought on the rest of the card. It 100% was. Like, that was you know? an Undertaker match that nobody was really giving a shit about. You know, yeah, Triple H and Sting, that had a lot of hype around it. And the match itself was great. I loved it. It had all mm-hmm. the bells and whistles. You had WWF versus WCW, which, you know, you brought back the Monday Night Wars in one single match. But you could have kind of done that with Undertaker and Sting, too. And at the same time, I think a lot of people would have preferred if you were going to have a dream match of WWF and WCW, I think Taker and Sting made a lot more sense than Triple H and Sting. As much as I enjoyed the match, 
whereas you said, Eddie, the, the Bray Wyatt and Undertaker match was kind of a throwaway. Right. I, I really feel that that would have sated a lot of appetites in the crowd to get that WWF WCW dream match because people wanted that back in 2012. If you remember, they ran those uh-huh. vignettes shortly before the WrestleMania that year where they were teasing something and people were going batshit crazy thinking it was Sting. Right. And then everybody was like, oh, Undertaker and Sting would be fucking amazing. You actually had both guys on the roster three years later. You saw the hype that was generated in 2012. Yeah. And I feel that they they really missed out by not capitalizing on that at WrestleMania 31 in 2015. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it, dude. And yeah, of course, neither guy was in their prime. But still, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was fucking Taker and Sting, dude. Yeah. And they could have done. I don't think they would have needed all the bells and whistles and they wouldn't have made sense with Undertaker anyway. Um, I mean, I guess they could have because Undertaker was like the WWE's guy, you know, the guy who never leave the company. He was the Sting version or the WWF version of Sting. Right. Um, he never really had a lot of interactions with DX and shit. So, but no, whatever. but you could have brought out like Kane. Well, you know? he did have the um, he did have the history with Triple H and, and uh, Shawn Michaels, though, from uh, 28. So True. that's only three years removed yeah. from that. So I guess those guys coming out and helping him would have made sense. Even that would have totally H, made sense. Theoretically, yeah. would have already had a match, you know. So I guess a lot of that still would have made sense. So yeah, I think you went with like, it's almost like the match, like how did I not think of that? Or how did Adam not think of that? It's almost like the most obvious match that should have happened that never did. Yeah, um, it's kind of a gimme, but it's one of those, like I feel that they really missed the boat. Cause like you said, this is a fantasy booking. This was an episode based on, could this have actually happened? Right, right. And at WrestleMania 31, this absolutely could have happened. And it just, it never did because Sting's career was over what, within the next nine months or something like that, or eight months? And I'd almost be surprised if they didn't have that penciled in for 32. But when you got two older guys, when you got two older guys like that, don't fuck around, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, thank goodness Sting is back in the ring wrestling now. That's great for AEW. Yeah. But missed opportunity on WWE's part. Right, after Vince made him retire, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Vince retired (laughs) him like he retired the paralegal. (laughs) That only cost $3 million. Yeah, Sting didn't get, twi- get treated twi- quite as well as a paralegal, I don't think. No. <laughs> by, by the way, drunk fact, uh, they talk about WrestleMania 31. Uh, you hear that referred to as WrestleMania play button. Yes. That is WrestleMania that is play correct. button. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Getting, okay. getting, getting drunk. Um, I wish I had that song queued up. Um, <laughs> I should have warned you. Okay, so. No, I Scott's given my- the better version. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't have an actual recording of that. I wish I would record a video of those guys that night that uh, that happened. It was um, a party. Okay, uh, my first one is the Road Warriors versus the Dudley Boys. Oh, shit. Now, you might be thinking, how would that have ever happened? When were they ever in the same place at the same time? It could have. Yep, it could have. They were in the same company for one day. Um, May 12th, 2003, the Road Warriors had a match on Raw. I'm sorry, you're nodding your head like you knew this, Scott. I, I'm surprised you... No, I, I know this, the you match remember you're this. talking about. You I remember, remember them the coming match. back? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, I'm a huge Road Warriors, Mark. Of course right. I remember I it. totally forgot about it. I completely I forgot about it until yeah. I started kind of looking into some stuff for this episode. They came back. They had one match on Raw. They wrestled RVD and Kane. And Kane, yeah. Um, and they were, of course, hoping it was going to get them a job, you know, because they were... Of um, I guess they were... I think they were still, or Animal anyway, was still with WCW when they closed. He was, yeah. He was actually in the close or in the opening montage dealy. Yeah. Animal was, was in that. And Vince on the Raw episode that was taking place at the same time was watching Animal on TV and commenting on him, um, which actually we'll talk about that in next week's episode. Um, but I didn't even realize they were still in WCW at the time, but. So they were basically unemployed, you know, in 2003. Animal was. It was only Animal. Animal, though. Hawk was not okay, okay. in WCW. Yeah. And I'm surprised they brought him in at that point because they were, you know, 20 years almost into their career. Animal had had a lot of issues. There was a lot of baggage. Um, so even if they came in and had the best match of their career and were completely professional, I would be shocked if they even got a deal. You know, yeah. I don't know if that Raw was in Chicago. Like, that would be a reason to do that. Just bring him in. I don't remember where it happened. Yeah, that might have been a reason to do it, just to do something cool for the Chicago crowd. Yeah. But I can't imagine they were seriously considering hiring them at that point. They didn't even no. really fit in anymore. You know, no. they were they were six, seven years uh, beyond fitting in with the rest of the company. Yeah, but, they had a hard enough time shoehorning him into 1997, dude. Exactly and, right. In 97, they didn't even fit. And I'm a huge Road Warriors fan, so I can say that. Like, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, dude. They, you're right. That whole gimmick 
yeah. had kind of faded and it, it didn't really play anymore in 2003. Right. Much less 1997. <laughs> yeah. But even just for like shits and giggles with the War Warriors 10 years past their prime, wouldn't it have been cool to see him in a match with the fucking Dudleys? It, it, yes, it would have. But then you'd have the Road Warriors marks like me being like, oh, if it was the Road Warriors of like 1986, Dudleys would be fucked, dude. But right. yes, on paper, that still would have been amazing to have that match. Like two of the greatest teams of all time in a lot of people's books, number one and number two. Yeah. So yeah, in 2003, they could have put that match out there. And of course, Dudley would have and should have gone over, but it still would have been great to see. Dudley's would have gone over and should have gone over. You're right. But it would have been awesome to take to see Bubba take a fucking doomsday device. <laughs> <laughs> No, Spike would have run in and take that shit. And oh yeah, good call. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Then he gets. So then he takes it, and then the Dudleys still win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he'd flip Spike like three times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Spike could be spinning like a ninja star coming down to the mat. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. All right, yeah. you're up next, Adam. Some of the air was coming up. All right. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have a time and place? So it would seem like, like as we discussed uh, during take one of this episode, it does make a lot of sense with the proper buildup, knowing the circumstances uh, uh, that did take place. Probably SummerSlam. Would have been the place. 2002. Yes. SummerSlam. But Hogan wasn't Hollywood Hogan at that point. Or no, he was. Or just yellow Hogan. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be clear, he was, he was not the heel Hollywood Hogan at that point. Yeah. Was Steve Austin back at SummerSlam 2002? Or was he, he still at home with his ball? I think he was still at home. Yeah. I think but he was still so, at home. So they make it Survivor Series. Although you might be able to coax Austin back with a, hey, dude, sorry about that whole Brock Lesnar thing. But no, no, but Austin, ne- Austin never wanted to work with Hogan. Money so you, talks, though, dude. Shit. Well, I mm-hmm. guess, yeah. I mean, I guess if they paid him enough, you know. That's what I'm saying is like, hey, sorry about all that shit that went on with Brock Lesnar. We know you're pissed, but there's a huge paycheck waiting for you in a Hulk Hogan match if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Let Austin wrestle heel, you know. I don't know if they would have even done that because at that point they were still so hot and, you know, summer 2002. Um, I don't think they needed to pay Austin a stupid amount of money. Hmm. You know, the show was going to be sold out. It was going to do well on pay-per-view. I think circumstance-wise, just to get him back, you re- like you would really have to up the ante, not just give him his normal high-profile paycheck for a match right. like that. But I mean, for purposes of this, mm-hmm. okay, they got him and they're, and they booked the match. You know what I mean? Cause technically so, he was on the roster. So Adam's match is totally in play. Yeah. I'm just wondering like, did, did they really miss the, the, the goal of having that match? Cause it was, it's really like, if you look at it, it's a small window, right? You had from like February O two, January or February. Cause he came back at the no way out pay-per-view. No, with it was no way match. out. It, it was about 13 months. It was a super short window because yeah. Austin was done by WrestleMania 19. Right, right. So they didn't have much to work with there. They did have the monthly pay-per-views, but in terms of like the big four, mm-hmm. super small window because 18 wasn't going to happen. Right. That was Rock and Hogan. You can't rewrite that history. I and it wasn't Summer happening Slam, at 19 either. Uh, definitely not. No, you know, his that set was, was perfect with The Rock. And Hogan and Vince was happening. And maybe Royal Rumble 2003, it could have worked, possibly, maybe something like that. But that definitely does not feel like a Rumble match to me, Adam. I think you're 100% on the mark. That's a SummerSlam match. Yeah, Yeah, it just feels feels like uh, SummerSlam would have been the way to go. Rumble, there would be some stakes involved that would be distracting to the rivalry, Yeah, per se. Um, I, I would say same thing with Survivor Series. I mean, in theory, that could that could work, but I would say the level of the competition between the two, you would have to do Mania or SummerSlam. Well, and it's also like a one-off match, right? Much like the HBK and Hogan SummerSlam match. Hogan could have had one with Austin just like that. 
And it's almost mm-hmm. like a one and done. That's it. You know, just like Shawn Michaels said at the end of the match, I just wanted to see, you know, and how I, it goes. Also to be overselling every move. <laughs> Could you even picture that shit? <laughs> see, see him he, he with flip the over big eyes when he does the top rope. Yeah. Flopping like a fish when he takes a fucking leg drop. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Um, yeah, you're right. It's like, where do you squeeze that in in that short window of time? But it's like the two biggest stars of all time. You know, like right. and somehow that didn't happen. And Austin being gone for a good part of that window is obviously part of it. Austin not wanting to do that match would be part of it, too. Um, yeah. And you're right. Money talks. But at a certain point, is it worth the money that it's going to cost you know, is it worth it to the company to pay him that much? Because then yeah. you got to pay Hogan that much. Because um, it wasn't main eventing SummerSlam 02. That was Rock and Brock. So yeah, there was no way it, that was going to main event. It really was a timing issue. If Austin had been around longer, totally. um, or Hogan, if say Hogan came in right after the buyout, he would have been there a year longer, you know, or 10, 11 months longer anyway. I feel like if, the, if, if those times were extended, you had a little bit more time. It had to have happened at some point. You would think so. Yeah, because yeah. so he many had, people that were Vince would have talked him into it. He would have. He would have. He was already having his scrums uh, facing off with uh, with Scott Hall at Mania. The whole uh, kidnapping him, to, uh, duct taping him, and shit uh, during uh, during SmackDown. It's inevitable that he would get to Hogan in the ring. But yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a shame. Yeah. But uh, but I think I would like to think that they're both at peace with it. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It just sucks I'm we sure never got in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin's super happy about that shit. <laughs> so Adam, I'm I'm piggybacking off of another one of your matches here. Um, I've also got Hogan in my next match, but I am again gonna be super Marks. specific and look at WrestleMania eight and say Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. The match that was booked and didn't it was. happen. It was supposed to happen, dude. And this is like you and I as kids, Eddie, Mm -hmm. this was, we've talked a lot about dream matches, but this was in 1992, the dream match. This was it. You had the head of the NWA versus the head of WWF. And now they were both on the same roster. It was going to be for the heavyweight title. This was bragging rights. Yes. Right, and for whatever reason, we've heard a bunch of different bullshit about this match. For whatever reason, it became Savage versus Flair and Hogan versus Sid. When all along, the stars aligned to have WrestleMania 8 headlined by Hogan and Flair. Yeah. That's frustrating, dude, because as a kid growing up, this was the match I always wanted. When I played wrestling figures, dude, Hogan and Flair. It was a dream match. You always wanted to see it as a kid. Who's the better man? And like I said, everything aligned and it just, it, it fucking fell apart. Who has the better attire day. with boa feathers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but still you, they wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's wrestle. always, there have always been a lot of different stories about why it didn't happen. Right. Um, right. The biggest one is always, they did, they did that house show run and the crowds were dead for it. The crowds were dead, which is, I mean, I wasn't at any of those shows, but. It's hard to believe, you know. It totally is, dude. You can't judge a WrestleMania match by a house show build before it. The WrestleMania crowd is just inherently different. It's not a house show crowd, dude. Yeah, right. They were just like, oh, people weren't as interested in it as we thought they would be. Or I also heard that the matches weren't good on the house shows, which is why the crowds were dead. That kind of makes sense. But how how often does Ric Flair have a bad match? Or like, really, for what Hogan yes. was, how often did he have a, a bad match? I mean, Hogan had his style of match. But at the time, you loved it. I mean, none of Hogan's matches. Yeah, right. Like none of them hold up today. The you know, I mean, they're still entertaining to watch. But a new fan going back and watching a Hogan match now would be like, "What's the big deal? I don't see why this guy was so cool." Right. Um. But at the time, he was the most over fucking guy on the planet. Totally. Nobody's gonna sit still for anything he does. So maybe they just didn't work well together. Like maybe they didn't. I don't know. And I've never heard Flair say like, "Oh, Hogan didn't want to work and cooperate with me in the ring." Or anything like that. But dude, it, two years later, they're wrestling each other in WCW and exactly. their matches were fine. Right, right. So it's just, it's one of those things. Like, just did they somehow, and they had, and the crazy thing is they had announced it. They did that contract signing with Jack Tunney. It was announced know? Hogan was the challenger. That was right. it. The it wasn't match like it was, was set, dude. Yeah, it wasn't like it was penciled in and then it just got scrapped. Like, they had announced that as the match and then they just, out of the blue, were just like, 
I think they, I don't even think they announced that it wasn't happening. I think they just stopped talking about it. Yeah. You know, they gave it that WWE treatment, right? Totally. Yeah. Oh, we never said that. Yeah. That was last Saturday, pal. Yeah. This Saturday now. And really. Now it's Savage. uh, And really, we got a better flair match by having him in the ring with Savage. Like that match was great. It was way better than he and Hogan would have been. 100% agree. Yes. 100% agree. But that would just be one more. still deprived. Yeah. Yeah, but that would just be one more thing on that. One more highlight to show on WrestleMania highlight packages and just, you know, one more th- one more fucking, uh, you know, Feather and Vince's cap that he got those two guys in the ring together, you know, at exactly. WrestleMania. Like, it would exactly. be like that. They were so, like, because it was like, yeah, they would be like the equivalent at the time of um, of Austin and The Rock. You know what I mean? But until Flair came there, there was no Austin and Rock. There was one, there was Hogan. It was Hogan was... There was no second place or guy who was even in his um, tier. Warrior was close, but, you know, they weren't neck and neck. Hogan was the fucking man. But at Uh, that point, remember, Warrior was gone. Well, right, but I'm saying at the time they were there. I'm saying the closest anyone had been to being in Hogan's league was the Warrior. Warrior. Yeah, You know, a couple years before, I guess two years before that. But there was never, nobody was neck and neck with Hogan. Um, He was the top guy, but when Flair showed up, suddenly you're like, okay, this guy is in Hogan's league. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's the, that's a huge one. I mean, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It'll always be weird that it didn't happen. Whatever the situation was, that they couldn't get it sorted out. Yeah, it's another WrestleMania misstep, right? Because my last one was thirty-one. They missed the boat on Taker and Sting. Now WrestleMania eight. It's another one. Hogan and Flair, and it should have been. And again, we, we've heard all the stories, and we don't know which one is true, which ones are bullshit. Right. But it it just sucks to be deprived of that. And yes, we got Hogan Flair down the road. They had plenty yeah. of matches in WCW. But it was this one. Yes. This was the one we should have gotten as a fan from the 80s to the early 90s. This would have been like, okay, who is the man? Yeah. Is it Flair? Is it Hogan? The build was there. It was done. Huge misstep. To do mm-hmm. it on the prime stage of it all, not a secondary exactly. one. The Super even Bowl like wrestling, a, yes. Even like a secondary pay-per-view per se. I mean, you just had – your stars were perfect and then – yeah, uh, just misstepping. And you could wonder, you could wonder how many people at yes. uh, that WrestleMania used those matches as piss breaks because they weren't because it wasn't uh, Flair versus Hogan. And Sucks. you pull that whole stadium, pull that entire stadium, and say, "Hey, do you want to see Hogan and Sid and Savage versus Flair, or do you want to see Hogan versus Flair?" Yeah, I guarantee yeah. you, 90 percent of that crowd is like Hogan Flair. And for the record. For the record, whatever match Ronnie Garvin is was in would have been my piss match. <laughs> By the way, if you were in that stadium and uh, you're watching this or you listen to us uh, on whatever podcast platform, please uh, let us know uh, where where your poll decision is on our social media platforms, wrestling underscore drunk. And we are now on threads. That's true. By As of last week. Yeah. Yeah. No, not by default. I had to actually make a Threads account, oh, but okay. it just ports all your shit over from Instagram, so it's actually super easy. Um, so we're there now too. Uh, okay, we're I'll do my next times. one. Um, I never thought about this one until I started thinking about matches for this show, and then I was like, "This was such a missed opportunity and could have been so cool." Um, late 1997, if we had Owen Hart versus Vince McMahon. That could have been Vince's first oh. match. And wouldn't that have been cool? Because, you know, Vince came out after the screw job and he thought he was going to be the baby face. And he did that interview with JR or Cole, whoever. I think it was JR. Um, it was JR in that dark room with a portrait of uh, Brett just and, in the yeah, middle. Yeah. And Vince is in that like mustard yellow suit, like fucking Dwight Schrute. Um, <laughs> this was the Brett was, screw Brett. Promo? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And he thought he was going to be the babyface, and everybody hated him. And then they turned Owen babyface right after that. He went straight into a feud with Triple H, which made perfect sense. Totally. But it would have made even more sense and would have been even cooler. And it would have been a good way for Vince to kind of first get into the ring, you know. And um, Vince couldn't have a good match with anyone. He never had a good match. I mean, he could, he could pull some shit off to make his matches entertaining, but he was not an athlete. But... I just thought that would have been so cool. And just the story they would have had, you know, Owen's going to kick Vince's ass and Vince is like, whatever you think, like I'm twice your size nugget. Um, (laughs) Come fucking do it. And then Owen could be kicking his ass and then Briscoe and Patterson could get involved and try to help him win. And then to really 
the Austin Vince thing had started kind of like they, I think we looked it up recently and the, Vince had taken his first stunner like September that year, something like that. Or maybe it was earlier and earlier and than that, but they'd already had their shit prior to the Mike Tyson stuff, but it really heated up then, but it could have heated up a little sooner. He could have come in. Austin could have done a run in when Patterson and Briscoe got involved and he could have come in and helped Owen win, you know, get in there, give Vince a stunner and toss Owen on top of him. Something like that. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. And it wouldn't have done a huge amount for Owen and Owen could move straight on to uh, go, go into his feud with Triple H. But it just would have been a fun, it would have been a really cool, that might have been the night that they beat Nitro the first time, you know? Shit, you're probably not Bisch- wrong, dude. Yeah. yeah, Eric Bischoff's podcast might be called like 63 Weeks or whatever the hell it would have <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like, I could I could see that, you know, people would be like, and it'd be one of those things too where you're like, is Owen going to stiff him? You know what I mean? Is he going to take a fucking shot at Vince because he's legit pissed at him, you know? Yeah, but hey, Vince, Tombstone. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well that's a good what if episode what if Owen Hart broke Vince's neck with a tombstone <laughs> but I thought that would have been a cool match and kind of a bit of a missed opportunity like most of these that would have been great dude yeah. that would have been great I mean there was you wouldn't even need to build that it was already built it was done. It was done. All they the already, seeds were planted for that match. They already that shot was just common knowledge. Probably even if you weren't wrestling, that would probably be enough to entice you back. Like yeah, every, like it's just a revenge story. You want to you want to see uh, someone's ass get kicked? Because everybody yeah. was talking about the screw job. So now you've got a Hart versus McMahon. Granted, it's not Brett, but it's his brother. It's his brother. Yeah, exactly. And you set it up on one Monday, and you announce it for the following Monday, so everybody knows. You know. Get ready for next week. Fuck not. Fuck what's going on on Nitro. It's not gonna be as big as this. Damn. Yeah. You know? And you know what? They probably would have done that too. They wouldn't have tried saving that for the Royal Rumble or the whatever the December pay per view was. They'd have mm-hmm. been like, "Fuck it, it's going on Raw." Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Yep. All right. I'm going to close my list out with China versus Victoria. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, around the time, uh, like, before uh, China's departure, and I actually forget how long Victoria was part of it, she was part of the whole train. Okay. And China would still be wrestling at that time. I don't know if she was active with them for maybe a year plus or so. But either way, just when Victoria eventually came to WWF, China was one of, like, behind the scenes, China was one of her first contacts that, like, influenced her to come to the company and and actually welcomed her to the company as well. Oh, it I would, didn't know that. It would just take uh, Victoria some time to actually get some in-ring action. Uh, but there was also just China's contract dispute after winning the women's title. Uh, she'd be, yeah, she'd be gone a few months after yeah. that. I would say within a month or, but either way, she was not involved in, in the invasion. Um, right. Be- because of that uh, dispute. And then Victoria would show up uh, X amount of time after. Because... Because uh, they were the contacts uh, for each other, and if China did or was able to properly negotiate a contract, uh, then she would have had maybe maybe two, three more years uh, with the company. And even if it's limited time, that's fine, but I would have loved to see the two of them go at it just to, in this whole bra and panties era... Two women who are jacked and you wanted to see and, China in bra and panties. You that's where I thought you were going. Sorry, okay. <laughs> don't get too excited, Adam. But she did better than bra and panties, <laughs> <laughs> showed way more later. Just saying, uh, I, I'm aware we, we played oh. we played the Valentine's Day uh, game. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I, I'm very aware. I'm very aware. No, but just this whole the concept of the bra and panties era instead of letting women actually wrestle. These are two women who are fucking jacked and want to rep yeah. bodies apart. 
And uh, I would say, like, the two, yeah, just the two with uh, some of the most effective wrestling finishers as well. I would say Pedigree and uh, Widow's Peak. Yeah. I would love to see the two of them uh, go at it. That would have been great. I would have, that would have been really cool. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that would have been really cool. And good job, um, because you always come up with a women's match. Whenever we do any kind of thing like this, you're always the one who comes up with something like that. Scott and I totally never, I don't know why it's never on either of our radars. Yeah, we're um, all about the dudes, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we're both yeah. huge fans of the women division. Um, and always oh, yeah, have totally. been. But it just my brain never goes there because you always come up with something like that or fucking SoCal Val somehow comes up or whatever. You know, you always come up with something totally off the wall. And SoCal Val is awesome. But yeah. <laughs> you love her. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm cool with her. I'm just yeah. like, you know, I just I don't know. Her name pops in my head because a while back you did something about her. And I was like, whoa, that came from out of nowhere. Adam always saves the day. I, he does. I try. But, but yeah, I mean, but it's also, we definitely want to make sure that they get recognized, not just for being women's wrestlers, but for, for being fucking wrestlers. For yeah. sure. And badasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next one, I'm going back to 1987. That was the year wow. of our Lord. Okay. <laughs> the year of our Lord, Adam, 1987. Uh, I'm going to go, Ric Flair versus Dr. Death Steve Williams in a unification bout for the NWA and UWF heavyweight titles. So this would, sorry, this would be when Crockett bought out Watts' territory. Yes, and the reason I picked this is because I was a huge UWF fan, Mm -hmm. a huge NWA fan, and I always felt that the UWF belt, once the merger happened, it it just faded away. Like there was no unification bout. There was no title loss. It was just, the belt was just Thanos snap and the belt was gone. Right. (laughs) There was no mention of it again. It just, it disappeared. But that belt, it was prestigious. I mean, one man gang, Terry Gordy, Dr. Death, you know, a lot of guys before that in the mid South territory, it was a who's who of who held that title. Right. And once the merger happened, it just, it vanished. And I wish, I mean, obviously, 87 Flair versus Dr. Death, even if they did an early 88, there would have been, if they had a unification bout, at least with Flair winning, that would have been an exclamation point on that title. You're absolutely right. Yeah, totally. It would have been like, yeah, he is the world champion. Like this was the other company. There was our competition. We bought him out and Flair beat their champion. That properly ends the lineage of the title. Yeah. And without doing that, it was just disintegrated forgotten about, never mentioned again. And based on all of the guys that held that title previous, I felt it was a slap in the face. It was disrespectful. It definitely earned a lot more than that, yeah. a lot more respect than that. And again, Flair would have won because there was no way Dr. Death was going over a unification bout. But still, for the sake of the title, it earned enough respect over the years to at least get that unification bout so that it would be a nice little period or exclamation point on the end of its lineage to say Flair was the final UWF heavyweight champion. Exactly, yeah. retired 1987. Yeah, I'm looking right now. That territory started in... Well, Leroy McGurk started it in the 50s. I'm not sure exactly the year, but sometime in the 50s. Um, So I assume that title lineage goes all the way back to the 50s. Um, I'd have to look at the title itself, you know, to tell you that for sure. But, um, NWA, oh, here we go. Uh, it was active from 19, the NWA. Oh no, that's the world heavyweight championship. Um, mid South 1969. It was active from 1969. So it was almost 20 years, almost 20 years. And they just 20 years of history. They just, like you said, Thanos snapped, snuffed it out. Gone. It was poof gone. Yeah. Which is just, I have, yeah. When I kind of started to find out about that, I was like, none of this, cause I missed, you know, I wasn't really, um, I didn't watch NWA at all, you know, other right. than I'm at a friend's house who has it on because I didn't have cable back then. Um, and UW, UWF, I was like barely even aware of, you know, other than other than the magazines. I had no knowledge of it. Um, Actually, in our area, Eddie, it was on late Saturday nights on Channel 44. Well, shit. I, th- hmm. I wish someone yeah. would have told me that. I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff knew me. He's a dick. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, late, late Saturday... Well, you know what? Late Saturday nights, I was watching Headbangers Ball. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, and years later, I was trying to watch Scrambled Spice Channel on my parents' cheater box. Right. But was blessed enough to be able to watch the UWF and just watching the title disappear the way that it did, I felt was just huge disrespect. Yeah. And again, they could have done the match on a Saturday night or 6.05 Eastern, whatever, on yeah. their Saturday show in the, in the television studio. I wouldn't have given a shit, but at least it would have given the belt the proper respect that it had earned over all those years. Totally. Almost 20 years. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, um, I'll get to my last one, and we'll wrap this up. Um, so the first one I had in mind that I thought would have been a pretty cool match um, was China versus X-Pac. Then I realized they had a match, but it was a direct-to-video match. So I didn't use that. Um, twice. twice. Yeah, exactly, twice. Oh, What's going on? None of my sound effects are working tonight. Damn it. I'm going <laughs> to put the, no, I was going to play the Pornhub sound. It won't play. I don't know what's going on. You're like the opposite of Fred from Howard's turn. I know, right? Right. <laughs> You're like fucked up Fred. <laughs> I worked so hard to get these sound effects in here too. And now they're just failing on me. They worked right ahead of recording, dude. They Man, were fine. It, I know it would have been, oh, it would have been funny. Um, but my actual last one is, and this is the only one I saved from the first time we recorded this King Kong Bundy versus little beaver. I think that match deserved a rematch. I think that was bullshit that Bundy got DQ'd. And I think there should have been no rule. It's not fair. We don't have, we don't have weight divisions in wrestling uh, or weight classes in wrestling. There's no reason that Bundy shouldn't have been able to attack a midget. And I don't even care if it's a different division. You put them in the fucking same match together. It should be fair game. So I've got Bundy versus Little Beaver. Um, this would have been before SummerSlam, so it would have probably just been like a big house show. You know, they would do those big shows that were not on pay-per-view at the time. Right, 87? Yeah, SummerSlam wasn't until 88. Oh, Survivor Series, I think, was 87. Fuck it. Put it on Survivor Series in the semi-main event, and uh, Bundy's getting his win back. <laughs> Thank you. I'm giving you the silent treatment, dude. <laughs> that's, probably, bullshit. that's probably as reasonable as anything else. Our first Twitch. Our first that's switch. Your, that's your main event match. Like, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Little Beaver versus King Kong Bundy. Semi main. Sem well, it's my main right. event match, but it's a semi main of Survivor Series. You should practically have a carnival in the parking lot of that venue if that's going to be the. <laughs> <laughs> if that's going to be on the card. <laughs> and I give them like seven minutes, too. You know what I mean? Like, give them some oh, real yeah, time. They, like, let them go really out there. Need that. Let them get out, go out there and tear the house down. Bunner could do the. Uh, Beaver could do the run between his legs spot and bite him on his ass, you know, pull out all the midget, you know, the go to pin midget. Bundy and Bundy throws them onto the referee. The referee catches them, puts them back on Bundy. Yeah. They do, it seven, yeah they do it like <laughs> seven or eight times, seven or eight times. Yeah. I mean, that's at least three minutes right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking gold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would, be, we would have been a good match. It wouldn't <laughs> have been the worst. I could go back and look at Survivor Series 87. I guarantee it wouldn't have been the worst match on the show. That'd be more. If they saved it till '88. Nobody be talking about Liz taking off her skirt. They would have been talking about Little Beaver getting smushed by Bundy. <laughs> You're right. And that's all I've got for this episode. And I think it's time to wrap it up, Adam. Eddie's uh, finishing it on a high note. I love it. Hmm. Always. All right. That takes care of our episode of. Oh, matches. my sound effects are working oh. now. So. Oh, the Pornhub sub, the Pornhub one just won't work. It must did be that click, effect. Okay, did you sorry. click that? You are twenty-one or over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, everything else seems to work. Oh well. <laughs> no, that oh, that counts sorry. as a proper Pornhub sound. That takes care of our episode of matches Vagina. that we wish would have. Dude, sorry, sorry. Go sick, ahead, dude. dude. <laughs> That takes care of our episode of matches that we wish would have happened. What did you think of the matches that we came up with? And what are some matches that you would have uh, liked to see happen? Please let us know on the social media platforms, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and on threads. Because we can now there. And it actually, is anybody uh, listing matches on the stream? No. They're, because we're not talking no. to them. They're like, fuck. Yeah, because we're not, we're not interacting They're in with deep them. thought. We're bad twitchers. <laughs> this is our first time twitching. 
but anyway, anyone who watches this, yeah. who watches this now or who watches it, if it's archived, uh, thanks for checking it out. And we hope you liked it. And um, if you want to hear more of this, we're on all the podcast platforms and YouTube. Yes, wherever wherever you get your podcasts, you'll be able to find us. Please listen, follow us. Uh, tell your family, friends, heels and faces to like, share and subscribe to our show. Please leave us reviews so that uh, we could get recognition boosts of many formats and we keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. So, on behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy Buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Thanks for putting us over. Dive. I could go for a little beaver. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that went well. I think so. How many people tuned in? Three. I am <laughs> <laughs>